Gray Fox. Waiting, huh? Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video games podcast. We are gathered here together to talk about these things called games and video games and everything in between. It's the end of the year. Merry Christmas to all of you involved. And uh, well, I'll just get started with people that are going to be on this episode with me. So joining me on this episode is a man who's fired more bullets than a samurai's edge. And if the Destiny service was closed, he'll just be there with one petition on the internet going, God damn it, bring it back because I need my gun shotty. Mosey, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm good, thank you very much. <laughs> I was building up the suspension. I want him He's back. back. He wants it back. He wants it back. If Destiny 2 came out around the time of his children's birth, he would have called them Ghost and Sunshot. Anyway, bring it on to another man, our Souls man, who, when he, if he does ever enter the realms of parenthood, he might call his child the land between because he likes Souls games. Michael Carlton Edwards or Divinity Original Sin. There we go. I don't know. How you doing, sir? I am uh, full of Christmas cheer. Oh. Gun, sh- gun shotty has, has, has amused me, Flinty. Well done on that. Ah, <laughs> oh, gun shotty. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and just the, the man who's the punishments to platinum. We call him Colonel Gunishment. <laughs> Alex Hemming. How many platinums over Christmas did you get? Uh, just, just the one, just the one for me. And certainly it wasn't Gollum, but we'll we'll get on to it. What, what, what game, game was it? Well, funnily enough, it was Destiny Two. What? That can be platinumed. <laughs> it can. It can be done. And it has. You and son it of has. a bitch! And we're spoiling it early. That was number fifty-two. We have done it, boys. We reached. You've done it up. We got there. Woo! Well done. Did, we it, done it. Did you do this by yourself? This platinum? Oh God, no. Did you just no, happen no, no. to join some? Carried. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that doesn't so count. I mean, you have to do a, a nightfall in Grandmaster difficulty, and it turns out that the one that was on last week. Why didn't you ask your fire was a big team skip. to help you? Uh, yeah, you can just yeah ask a fire team to help you. And there's a skip <laughs> that you need a warlock for, and they have to do this special jump, and they just basically skip half the level and go straight to the final boss. And then you can hide on the roof and shoot the boss where it can't hit you. I've seen it's people brilliant. cheese this on social media. A lot of people are complaining yeah. about this. Uh, oh, well, congratulations. congratulations. No, no congratulations. This sounds like <laughs> ill-gotten you games. Very, you came very loud in my headphones there, Moles. It was like the voice of God. No. <laughs> Just then. Ill-gotten games. Moles does not approve. Fair enough. Sorry, fair enough. I'd well, love to go anyway. through the list and actually you know, sit down with you, Hemming, and go, so, okay, so this one was this all done by yourself? No, that was we'll an autopot. Oh, do that it. doesn't count. And scratch them off he your bought, list. He bought a taco. He bought a taco jumping game. <laughs> and it was just like a Destiny audition. That was it, wasn't it? Not a taco in sight. No taco in sight. Love it. Well, <laughs> gentlemen, as Mikey mentioned, it is the season of giving. And we are currently in the void. Anyone knows what that means. It means it's the time between Christmas and New Year's where you don't know what day it is. You've been living off of air fryer food and you're wondering how long can cooked turkey really last in your fridge. But more importantly, what were you playing, watching over the festivities? We'll get into the, the 2024 stuff a little bit later on and I'll get and our game of the year stuff a little bit later. I'll start with Mikey. I want to hear what you've been doing over Christmas, my friend. Hi. Um, I have been uh, uh, t- playing two games over Christmas. 
Uh, one of them is the continuation of Baldur's Gate 3. Um, I, I think after one of our last pods, I, I decided to start a new one. A new, uh, uh, or roll a new character, as the kids say. And um, <laughs> I am enjoying it enormously so. I've gone with a, a half-orc barbarian, and it is absolutely hilarious. What's his name? Because... Uh, what the fuck did I name? I can't remember what I named him now. Chaz was it? I don't, I don't know why. Chaz was it? No, I don't know what I named him. Um, but the 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 and as an example, right, of just why the game is now different to me. At the very start of the game, you're on an alien spaceship, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's there there's there's a, there's a there's a there's a person trapped in an alien pod, and to go and unlock the pod, you need to go through the ship, find the thing. Uh, you know, the MacGuffin, come back, stick it in the thing, it opens, presto, changeo. Um, as a barbarian, you can just rip the fucking door off and uh, <laughs> don't ever have to go and find the thing. And there's lots of examples like that where you can just just do things uh, like a barbarian would, which is um, just basically like, and, and I got to the... Um, I, when I got to the, like the first like Emerald Grove, I think it is where you've got the the basically you've got the um, you've got the the druids and the the, the tieflings. I want to say they're called having a bit of a barmy, not very happy. And there's a particular lady, like leader druid person, who is scolding a small girl for for stealing an idol of sorts. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you can basically <laughs> there was an option that came up. Yeah, when I just I interrupted them and I was like, "Yo, what's going on here?" And I'm playing it in my head as if I am just a barbarian maniac. Nice. And um, there was just basically an option that came up, which basically just said like intimidate. Yeah, use your bar- like barbarian intimidation, uh, like you know, start sharpening your weapon or something like that. And um, I I did the thing where I was like, I'm gonna save it here. Because obviously in, in Baldur's Gate games, you should probably save it before you do things because you never quite know what's going to happen. So I thought, I don't know what's going to happen here. I will save it and then see. And I saw both outcomes. The first time I had to roll a 15, I rolled a fucking four. And it basically skipped everything. As in, because I've played this bit before. It skipped everything and it turned into a massive fucking barmy of about me and my little party versus fucking everyone. And I was like, shit. (laughs) I I have to fight the entire fucking grove. What the fuck? How quickly did you die? (laughs) It didn't last long. Because literally there was there was a cutscene where the druids outside basically get their shit together and go, let's fuck this guy up. And you're like, oh, Oh, oh shit and then i was like well i want to see what happens if i if i do a success on this right so then i, I reloaded it and i did actually success it the next time i rolled an 18 and uh, and i had two points in in barb in something rather which got it up to a nice 20 I was like, <laughs> yeah. have you and, seen the sorry to actually on the Baldur's gate three right um have you seen the elijah woods I have. and uh sean austin podcast so for the uninitiated, they're the two actors from Lord of the Rings, old Frodo and Samwise, and they're playing Baldur's Gate 3. Now, I stumbled across this on social media because I haven't played Baldur's Gate 3. It's going to be on my 2024 list to play and probably be my game of the year. It wasn't made that year list for next year. But um, there was a bit where Elijah Wood's character on Baldur's Gate 3 had a book 
and he was character was making dodgy choices and they go we've got to destroy the book they're, they're, they're ripping off Gollum a little bit right and Sean Austin just just like we can't destroy the book he goes but I can destroy you so he just kills him <laughs> And it just shows the logic of this game and the way it can be misinterpreted and used and creative thinking. And they're, they're making it into a podcast. Like a, they're basically treating it like, an epi- like a D&D campaign, but just it using the game instead of just sitting around the table. And that sort of shit, that's crack, man, to watch. It is so entertaining. It's enter- dude, it's entertaining to play. As, like, I, so this is my... like I've put about my first... I say playthrough. I think I got. I think I did Act One on my first time. I had to go right. Took about twenty five hours, maybe thirty hours or so. I just stuck in Act Fucking One. Um, I'm playing again now, and I have a party member in my current team who I never fucking met in the first, in the first one. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck this person is. Yeah, um, and it's things like that where it's like, well, this is bizarre to me. So yeah, to cut a long story short, Baldur's Gate Three. What a fucking game it is. I enjoy being a barbarian very much, so it is just slice and dice, my friends. Um, and then the other game that I've been playing, because I, I, I've, I, obviously this year I, I managed to achieve a, a platinum or two. Hey. And um, I, like, as I'm, as I'm kind of going through it, uh, you know, I, could, I, I, could, I, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, I quite enjoyed the feeling of getting a platinum. It is a bloody good feeling. It is a feeling that really does give you a, a big high you know, it's an endorphin drop. And, you know, as a man who is now, however many months out of smoking, I need those endorphin drops, you know what I mean? And um, so I decided to that maybe my next platinum is going to be Skyrim. Mate, because that I have sounds never, like a lot. Nice. Well, I, have, I, I love that game. And they obviously have it on the enhanced edition for PS5. And it's 60 FPS, my friends. <laughs> it is smooth. I've played a bit of it. It is very, very nice. That's a lot nicer, isn't it? And today mm-hmm. I put I put a fair few hours into that damned game, and um, yeah, like and I I I've, I think I've played it for about four hours today, and I am I am lost as I'm lost in it, my friends. What a fucking game! I've got the old headphones on with the glorious Skyrim music, um, popping trophies. It's like, oh, this is absolutely fucking do marvelous, you, isn't it? I, do you keep stumbling into the vampire DLC? I, I every time I fucking load that game, I always stumble into it, man. It's the crazy thing. I've played Skyrim a million times, yeah? Uh, when it came out on the 360, that was like a fucking cultural event, you know what yes. I mean? Um, everyone in my work bought it. We all played it. We all compared stuff. I've, I completed it. I did all the DLC. I did everything you could fucking do in the game, basically. Um, and I've done that a few times since. I've done it on the Switch as well. Uh, but not for that Switch edition is beautiful. It is very, very good. And on this one, I, within... Two hours of playing the game, you do the first bit, right? So you do the opening, go to the Bleak Falls Barrow, get the Golden Claw, give it to the trader, go to White Run, blah, 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 blah. And I stumbled across a little cave that I'd never been in before. Then I did a boss that I'd never done. Like, just stuff where it's like, what's new? It was literally the Cave of Wonders. (laughs) Marvellous. 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 All right, Hemming, I know you've been a busy boy. Congratulations on Mm. your new casa. Your new castle, I should say. Um, Thank you so much. What have you been playing over Christmas? Like you say, not a lot. There's been a lot of other bits going on in the world with me at the minute. I bet you um, still achieve more in video games than the three have left on this pod combined. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, in the time that I have had, what I wanted to jump into was uh, God of War Ragnarok. 
Valhalla, the new DLC that just came out. And I got to say, yeah, they undersold this. It's been said a few times and I've seen it around, but they really could have said that this was a lot more than it was. They just announced it. Was it the Game Awards where it was announced? And they yeah. just went, here's some free DLC for you. It's a roguelike. But it's like story it, DLC. It, like it actually it tells you the next stage in the God of Genuinely, War saga. Yeah. It, it's basically third person Hades. And it's fantastic. And it really goes into uh, Kratos' past. It talks about things that he did in the original God of War games. And he's reflecting on that. You even go back to like ancient Greece or a version of it in his head. And it's just bloody brilliant. And I forgot how much I loved that combat. It really is great. Swapping between the axe and the uh, the javelin, or the spear, sorry, and the blades of chaos is awesome. Right, Leviathan is like the the goat for it, right? I have God of War on the old, on mm. the old on the old console. Thank you, Mister Woods, and um, I've put a few hours into it, and it's pretty good. Um, would you recommend I persevere? Because I'm not gripped by it so far. Like I'm not like wow. And I love the first one. You're talking the latest one. Yeah, Ragnarok. Did you play the original as well? I, I've played every God of War game there is. I love God Good of man. War. It's fantastic. And the first God of War game I fucking adored. This one, I I I am struggling. Yeah. It's a slower start, but yes, I would say you should persevere with it because it's still really bloody good. I had a great time. The final the final section of it is just absolute madness. So yes, I would definitely suggest you keep up with it. And then you've got this DLC to look forward to, which is, as I say, fantastic. I've beaten it's it's got a loop, so you play through it, you get to a certain point, you start back at the start again. You don't carry anything over apart from you can increase your health and your stamina. That's like a little bit that you can increase each time. Um, and I've completed the loop now twice, but it looks like you can do it maybe five, six, seven times. And each time you do it unveils a bit more story, a little bit more into Kratos' past. Yeah, I love as as somebody who has, like Mike, played all the God of Wars. I'm getting a lot out of this because I'm loving all I've the little callbacks. I've spoiled it for myself. That's the problem. I went on YouTube and just went and looked no, at No, don't tell me then. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Don't tell me. Samuel Jackson turns up and says you're part of a big universe, man. It's insane. <laughs> right, so, so that's what's been going on in Hemmings land. Molehole. What's, what's been going on in the Christmas hole? <laughs> the molehole, in the Christmas hole. It's been nice and quiet in the Christmas hole. Um, kids are off. Kids need a lot of entertaining. Um... We've been doing lots of out and about. On the rainy days, we have been playing Fortnite Lego. And they love it. All I can say is they love it. I like it. I think you, I think we should band together and have some sort of Lego universe, world that we can have. And then you can come back. Oh, look, I've built a boat. Hey, Mikey, go use my boat. It takes you down the river. <laughs> All of it, it's great. It's great. The kids love it. Um, they were badgering me months ago for Minecraft. And I was just like... I don't really like. No, you really spend more time explaining the controls to him. Yeah, and it's frustrating I don't, as well. You know, I just I don't want to play Minecraft on a PS5. It seems like you know, like driving a using a at power yeah. only at thirty. <laughs> so what are you doing? Mm, um, so yeah. we've been playing a lot of Lego, and I have jumped back into Final Fantasy 16 because I need to finish it by the year is out, and <laughs> it's looking slim that I might get that done. You, you got, you got, you got. Couple of days left, mate. Yeah, I might have to put it after you've edited this pod, of course. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I'd like to get that in there as well. Um, so that might not get done in time, but hey ho. I, I just needed to veg for a few hours, just mind watching, clicking buttons. It nice, was good. Nice, nice, nice. Nice. Um, well, as if you, you want, if you want to, if you want to sit down for a couple of hours and just do some watching, mate, play Final Fantasy 16. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it is cutscene after cutscene, followed by long cutscene. But uh, well, you say you said it yourself. Christmas is uh, the time for getting the kids involved. I've been playing a bit of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge with the kids. Uh, they love it. We do free, we do free player with my two daughters. Um, and it's easy enough where you can have some passengers, not to say that my kids are shit, but they're shit. So you can like play along with them and you can progress it and everything else. We're like three quarters of the way through. It's, 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 it's you, like, you know what we're talking about in this sort of game, right? It's the old arcade game. There's a story behind it. There's a little cutscene that gives you a duh, 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 and gives you a bit of story. Like, oh, yeah, it's, it's like crack. It's awesome. Um, in terms of what the adults have been playing, um, I keep jokingly when I was like, you know what? I, 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 I respect people that like Final Fantasy 16. I have time for people that like it. But just like when you go to a restaurant and you have a little slurp of a soup and go, that soup is not for me. You go, you know what? Every time I'm slurping this soup, I'm thinking about that fucking steak. I'm thinking about Elden Ring. So, you know what? I just, you know what? Cut my animal urges and just go play Elden Ring. Now, my character, a.k.a. Bobby Boulders, is at level 223 now. Okay. Okay, now I don't know if you've seen what happens to a character at level 223. It gets lost in translation, but basically I'm a big old whoop-boom of a dick that just goes through and just butchers bosses now, and it's hilarious. Mikey? Uh, Do you you have the platinum for this game? You surely must do. No, 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 it looks too hard. Like, it's just, I reckon it's, I mean, I haven't gone through the list, but I probably should attempt it. You are level 223. You could just slap everything in the face with your giant phallus and you would win. I mean, oh, Bobby on. Boulders might be bowling it around. Um, on the platinum front, as I don't mention the last pod, I got Resident Evil 3 remake. And similar to Mikey, I'm starting to get a little taste for it. But my gimmick is I only want platinums for Resident Evil games. So I actually started Resident Evil 7 on the PS5 version because I've got no trophies. It's like a blank slate. So even when you start doing the first bit and little trophies pop up, go, oh, okay, do this anyway. I'm going to get into it. I reckon I've got that 15 hours. I'm getting that platinum. Oh yeah, baby. So that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm going for. Starting January 1st uh, for that. But I also I've got an ankle in. Oh, sorry, Mikey, go for it. I have a quick question. Um, how many Resident Evil games are there? Because so it a, feels like there's a new, uh, there's a either a, a new one every uh, every like six months. It's a great right? time to be alive. And <laughs> there's also a remaster of an old one every like other six months. <laughs> and I feel like Flint that you're basically going to be platinum platinuming Resident Evil games, which and these platinum seems like they they are very much a case of play the same game. 58 times yep, with yep. varying degrees of challenges like yes. do this one using only the stench of your armpits and yes, it's like yes. great yes. Is it? Yes. Um, I ain't got time for that shit <laughs> mate it's, it's like therapy it's just put a podcast on set your target and do it or that's if you're talented like Hemming. If you're not talented like me, you go on YouTube and you watch a speedrunner and then you go, okay, pause. Now I'll do that bit. Pause. That's what they've done. Okay, I'll do that. Hemming's looking at me, but I know you do it, you dirty bastard. I know you do. We all know Absolutely. the truth. Hemming did, the Tony, Hemming did a Tony Hawk's jam up where he basically hooked it up to his 
PC to basically do some kind of... Uh, You're not here, boy! Macro. If I remember yeah, yeah, the time, I, I slated play the heavily for me. I, and understandably count. so. No, count. completely. Uh, but I, completely uh, get but it. I, I, I wouldn't be able to. So, Mike, to answer your question, there are eight uh, canonical story points, or nine if you include zero. So, I'm only talking numbered entries. I'm not going to be doing revelations. I'm not going to be doing spin offs and that kind of thing. Code Veronica. Yeah, that's that's not yeah, that's not there unless it's a remake. Then yeah. I'm like, I, I, I can see yeah. you're impressed by my Resident am, Evil knowledge. I am, I am. I'm very happy with that, sir. Um, and uh, I have to say that on New Year's Eve, I've got my wife. Well, not that I had to convince her because she's into this sort of shit as well. Uh, we're going to have a Resident Evil board game a on New Year's Eve, and we're going to get very drunk. And then we're going to just party, and that's my that's, that's the plan for for New Year's Eve. Anyway, gentlemen, we are twenty minutes into this pod, and we have got a metric shit ton of stuff to discuss um, since we were last on the pod. So we'll do a little bit about the news, then we'll go into our pod of the year stuff, and then we'll go into looking forward for twenty twenty four as well. So look, let's let's talk about the Insomniac leaks um, for the uninitiated. On I think it was the twentieth or twenty second of December, uh, hackers contacted Insomniac and said. We have your data. If you will give us two million pounds in Bitcoin, you can have your data back. Otherwise, we'll release it to the world. I don't know why I went Sean Connery, but I'm going with it. Um, and they said no dice. And also, like, have, it's kind of funny, like, Bitcoin being, like, a ransomer's request. Like, surely everyone just laughs when they go, <laughs> why don't you just fucking ask for some magic things, you twat? But anyway, the point is, is that um, they said no, and that meant the data eventually got leaked, and that meant 1.76 terabytes bytes of data was released into the world after the insomniac servers were hacked apparently the source of entry was a pishing email um so kids check your emails i like to think it was like some kid in the fucking pentagon hacking it but now it was literally just like a, all right we'll just send them a fucking thing to their hotmail and see if they'll click on the link they did that's how they got the information um in that leak contains the roadmap for uh, Insomniac Games up until 2030. Lots of information about failed projects. So there was a Spider-Man multiplayer online game in the works that was canned. A little bit of a DLC roadmap for Spider-Man 2. And of course, Wolverine. Uh, Clips of the game in early development, pre-sales. Mikey's clapping away because to be honest, like, let's just, we'll talk about the the, the stuff that we're excited about because let's be honest, we like a little bit of a tidbit of information. Um, But the shitty part of this, let's acknowledge that, is that a lot of personal information was also in there. Um, anyone who, anyone with a job knows that on day one, you have to bring your passport into the office and they take a scan of that. Unfortunately, all those scans from passports was in that leak as well, which means personal data is being out there, which is not kind of cool. Um, gentlemen, what I'd like to discuss is uh, an acknowledgement of, of, of that. There's a little bit of a discourse, though, that's happened in the video game community and kind of funny actually started this off by on their podcast, that day saying we will not be covering this because we 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 believe it's not fair and everyone was just like guys you kind of cover leaks all the time but only because turns out greg miller who is a character in the spider-man game shirtless spider-man you're now all of a sudden being a little bit more favorite towards there and he had a bit of a whole media storm about it he issued like a statement about it saying what we meant to say was we're not going to cover it today we'll cover it a little bit later on anyway i don't want to get into that sort of shit we're not going to virtue signal or anything like that but the question is is that on the hack, what's your thoughts? Is this a sign of the times? Is this a common thing? Uh, where's your head at? Hemming? Uh, well, I, I've missed this news story, to be perfectly honest with you. So I don't know the full details. As I say, I've been a bit preoccupied with other bits. Gave you, I, gave you, um, I went and done my research. I gave you a whole breakdown there, pal. 
I know, I do apologise. <laughs> but what I would say is that um, internet security is very important. I at work have to do mandatory training every couple of months on internet security. And they do phishing tests and they send out these emails that are very obviously a bit dodge. So, from me, I, I mean, if you're clicking on those... Mine and nipple <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> If people are clicking on those, they need to really look at what they're doing in terms of uh, training people up on how to spot these things, because they're not normally that well hidden, let's say. Um, but yeah, it's just a real pain in the ass and an absolute shame that a load of people's personal info's got out, and I hope people don't end up getting their identity nicked and a lot of money taken out of their bank accounts and all that kind of shit. Hmm. The funny thing you should say there, one of the perks of being acquired by a big sugar daddy is that you get support right you get you get a hr department you get a a big building you get the support of the big sugar daddy that pays for this sort of stuff and you think how the fuck does a company that's owned by sony gets hacked right and you just said there like this basic things that could have avoided it um which is kind of a surprise um it kind of sucks but like i can see you're grinning like a cheshire cat mate i know you want to talk about wolverine Let's get hyped about this, man. It's, it's there, it exists. It looks it looks like a lot better than what we probably thought it would be at this stage. Uh, no, I, um, it's really this is. I find it. I find this quite difficult to um, to talk about. I'll be honest, because because the the leak itself, I think, is abhorrent, and yep. I, I, I'm I'm I. It's it, it yeah. It's a real bad tasting thing you know what i mean it's, it's it's really not good and i've i will i will say that i have um i i've purposely not really looked at it i'll, I'll be frank um i ah. saw the roadmap thing where i saw that there were x-men games in development and uh yeah fucking 2030 i'm gonna be dead by then oh what the hell is this about <laughs> anyway um the mcu will be long dead by then yeah <laughs> uh, well like um and so, like, I saw that. I haven't watched really anything about Wolverine because I don't want to spoil it for myself, and I don't want to. I because I don't want to see how the how the cake is made. I, I, I want to I want to see it when it's when it's ready. Um, Good for you. I I am beyond hyped about it. Okay, X Men is my favorite IP. Right. Um, I, I this guy's got pedigree in making this IP pop. Exactly, and uh, we'll get on to Game of the Year in a second. They did Dang. well this year, yeah. Um, and I, I'm gutted for them. I really am gutted for mm. them because I think if there is a if there is a studio that are going to do Marvel correctly, it's these people. Because as we saw with, is it who did the um, event? Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Was yep. it them? Crystal yeah. Dynamics. Yep. Terrible. Who did? Um, I haven't played the Guardians of the Galaxy game. I should. That do. was uh, Idos. Yeah, I haven't played that. Is it good? I like it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, well, you're not exactly breaking me over the. You're, well, not, well, you're not exactly. Two, year, two sure years ago, when it, <laughs> two years ago when it came out, we talked about it at length. Then we said we really liked it. It's uh, good. No, it's, like, uh, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's got a yeah. great soundtrack. Oh, because because they use loads loads of licensed songs from back in the day, right? Yeah, I'm not I'm and not gonna like I'm not gonna die on a hill for it, but it's 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 good. It's enjoyable, it's not a waste of your time. 
Like, there you mm. go, put that in the box. Um, wow. <laughs> what a ringing endorsement. Look, but with this one, look, I'm really sad for them. I think mm. it's a, a real shame. I, uh, I'm, I am, I'm so excited for, for Wolverine. I can't even stress because I think they'll absolutely cook it. Um, one of the things I did find interesting, one of the things I did read was there was like this massive list of um, like intellectual property they can and cannot use yep. when it comes to this game. I found that fascinating um, just yeah. because it was like, ah. um, but other than that, and other than seeing, and obviously the Spider-Man, I called the Spider-Man 2 um, like DLC as being almost like a another game, if you like, much like a Myers Morales. And I think with the leak of their DLC, it's going to kind of be like that, but maybe not as much as Miles Morales. Um, hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm intrigued to see how that does, but I kind of, I thought that would be the case to be frank. Hmm. Um, but I'm just, I'm just like, dude, I am starved of X-Men, right? I'm starved of it. You're going to get a so little nibble in January, aren't you? With X-Men 97. Oh, I can't fucking wait. Have man. you seen the episode I, list been released? No, and I one thing I have been doing over Christmas, I have been rewatching uh our ex old school X Men cartoons. <laughs> I am apocalypse. I am apocalypse. <laughs> so good, Look, man. So I, good. I do agree with you that it kind of sucks that we are seeing something that's not ready yet, clearly. Um, now, I'm part of the problem because I'll be one of those bastards that will go, oh, okay, I'm going to watch that, I'm going to read that, I'm going to digest that, I'm going to hypothesize this, I'm going to see where they're going with that. Um, but I'm doing that from a place of love. Like, I'm not going to sit there and go, this looks fucking shit, which is what a lot of people have done. But they're the same people that have done the same, same thing about GTA 6 with those early leaks. Really? Yeah, it's just people moaning after watching the leaked pre-alpha game footage and going, oh, this is going to be terrible. It's like, you don't know how video games are made. It looks shit right up until it doesn't look shit. Like, it's it's like, don't if you're literally thinking that's the product you're going to get on day one, you're a moron, to be quite frank. Um, let's just appreciate the art form as it's being made. And, like, it just sucks that... It wasn't on their terms that we got to see these things. That's where I think it's kind of sucky. But I'm part of the problem. I'm the reason why leaks keep happening because I'll watch it and read it and consume it. Um, so I, I appreciate that side of things. Uh, what I will say is that I hope that this doesn't change their course of action in anything they're intending to do because I think their roadmap sounds amazing. I think the game from what we've seen so far looks really promising. If you can think of all the things that you love about the Spider-Man games that they've done, they're taking that and putting that in a Wolverine game, and it doesn't look fucking terrible. In fact, it looks elevated as a result of that. And for me, I'm just like, this is awesome, this is great, but I also appreciate that that's not how they wanted us to know this information. Um, so that's the thing that kind of sucks from that perspective. Um, I don't think this harms Wolverine at all. If anything, I think it elevates it, because I think well, it'll mean that every time a new piece of information comes out, we're going to be talking about that and the leaks, comparing that to the leaks and all that kind of stuff. Well, I think there's something in that. Um, so I don't think it harms it. I do think it might impact their later roadmaps. They have released an official statement today, actually, um, mm -hmm. on their social media account. And they very much just spent the whole time talking about Wolverine rather than anything else that's released from that. Because I think Wolverine is probably the most dead cert of the stuff that's been released in terms of the certainty and the accuracy of it. Well, I'll tell you what, though, the, the main thing that I actually got out of this, um, other than just being sad for them, right, is that, you know, they've, 
and again, obviously, cards subject to change, right? But they've mapped out the next six years of their six Existence. years of their studio, right? Existence, yeah. and you've got so you've got Marvel's Venom, right? Which is what, which is you know, hello that, and and I'm not going to talk about that yet because I'm going to talk about it later, if I'm yeah. honest. Um, Wolverine, Spider-Man Three, Ratchet and Clank, and then X-Men. That's six years that's of a joy. solid. That's solid. That's amazing. Oh, and also, and you think yes. how long it takes to make these games as well. Like, yeah, and that, that and if all of these games are good, like Spider-Man 3 is like, you know, if it's anything like Spider-Man 2, it's going to be an absolute cooking machine, right? And bear yeah. in mind, in six years' time, we're going to be probably be talking about a PS6, right? So yeah. it's like, oh, my days. You'd think Ratchet & Clank, because that's been leaked to be around 2029. Yep. Yeah. You know, and the previous talk- one being a launch, launch title on five, yeah. right? So mm. yeah, you do you do the math, right? So it's um, I mean they're they're kind of been they're 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 a busy ass studio for the next uh you know half a century for sure, century decade. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah, I I completely agree with you on that. And look, they're cooking. Let them cook. Um, I just hope we get some more information soon. But in their in their tweet, they basically said, "Look, we're resilient. It's been really hard the last few days. Like Logan, we're being very resilient. And uh, yes, of course, it will change. Just like every one of our video games has changed during the development process. So, no, bro, who cares? Really? One other what one other thing I want I I played a little bit over Christmas. Because I'm so starved of fucking X-Men. Um, <laughs> do you remember when Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 were available to download on PlayStation? I remember when they were available, but I never got it. But I, the first they one was like didn't crack. They? they were delisted. I did get the first one when it was available to, to get. And I have it. Oh, and I was so playing, good. I was also playing that over Christmas as well. Nice. Oh. I remember, like, in our university house, all of us gathered around the smoking Xbox and playing <laughs> Ultimate Alliance 1 and just taking down Galactus. And just... Because we all... I think, like, although I know some of us were, were already hardcore X-Men Marvel fans, even at that point, but some of us were, were kind of passing fans. And then it was just like, a, oh, I'm actually going to go read up on this shit because of this video game and why that character's there and why that's important and why it's kind of cool. And, like, I think it's starting a lot of people... I think that game is responsible for a lot of the fandom that grew up and then took their kids to see Marvel movies now. And I think, like, they're, it's a hallmark of fucking people's Marvel childhood. And it plays really damned well still. I have to. I have really? to stress. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, better man. than, it's, it's, than three. It's really, yeah, <laughs> oh, no, it does. Switch. Plays better. I liked three, but it was when you when you go back and play one, it's like oh, this is miles better. Um, I remember when I bought X Men Legends and I invited my friend Miles over to play it with me uh, when when I was living with my parents. Yeah, when we were at college. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Happy times, days, mate. Legends and Ultimate Alliance. Multiplayer X Men Legends 2 and you used to make dope on the other side of the screen. Fucking hurry up, <laughs> we gotta move on. I really wish I played Ultimate Alliance 2 when it actually came out because they done the Civil War storyline, didn't they? And they did. I only played it like years later after getting into MCU and stuff like that. But I think the first time of actually hearing of that storyline would have been amazing to have heard it through the medium of video games and Ultimate Alliance 2. I, 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 so I, I, I loved those games as a kid. I bought that game when it came out and that was my first introduction to the Civil War stuff. 
However, Amazing. and I love the fact that you, know, you can choose your side. It's very cool. Um, the issue was the game was nowhere near as good as the first one. That, that uh. was the problem. So, it does, so whilst the story was kind of cool, and they had a cool thing where, depending on the character you were, all of your cutscenes and all of your dialogue would be specific to your character, whomever you spoke to. So they had, right. like, they had proper personalization like for days. It was really cool. Um, but the actual gameplay in terms of the RPG elements were massively toned down. The uh, special moves like the synergies were toned down as well. Like on the first game, you could do the classic Iron Man into Captain America shield yeah. and then actually do it. Yeah. On the second one, they didn't really learn so much, you know? So they kind of nerfed a lot of this stuff a little bit, really. Nerfed, horrible gaming word. They got rid of or made worse a lot of those things. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, before we move on, Hemming, is there any more on the Insomniac leaks? I thought it was important to talk about while we're all together. No, as I say, I, I don't, haven't done enough research into them, I'm afraid. So nothing more well, from me. If you, you want to blank. dive into it and have a porn out over what could happen and hypothesize about where they're taking it, have a little read. But remember, don't accept personal information about any of those developers. And if you're listening, God bless you, a lot of you. Um, oh, look at that. Look at this. We've got something up on the screen where he's looking at timelines and leaks and things like that. Oh, it's it's, it's you see, I will say this one thing. The one thing I don't mind seeing a roadmap if it's a back internal one from a company. Don't give me one when a game comes out. Show me all sorts of shit. But one like this, fine, absolutely fine. Just doesn't need to be made public. I'm glad they've got it in the background. Yeah, it's good to know they've got a plan, and that plan can change. And that plan seems really exciting. And best of luck to them. And uh, hopefully the big dad, sugar daddy of Sony can put safeguards in place for the other studios and learn from this lesson as well. Anyway, let's talk about game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, game of the year. Holy moles, holy moles. Anyway, um, gentlemen, it has been a banger of a year. It's also been a pretty shitty year in terms of things that's happened in the video game industry we have to acknowledge that to an extent um but before we do that let's talk about all the good stuff that has happened um i'm going to start off we've got little categories i've sent you the categories i've asked you a little bit think and not just the game of the year stuff let's talk about pop culture stuff as well because we've watched stuff we've streamed stuff we've read stuff oh there's loads of stuff we've done so i want to start with the big one though the fucking golden lasagna as we call it i want to go around the room and just ask quite frankly what is your golden lasagna? Who is it for? And why? Michael's taking a big old swig of his red, red wine, which means he's ready. Where's your lasagna going, sir? Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Oh, he's come out swinging. Why? Uh, I loved every second of it. I thought the story was amazing. The graphics, whilst occasionally janky, were also very good. Uh, the gameplay was tip-top. The narrative was great. The game, it was just, it was just really great. I hate story in games most of the time and I was itching to see more. I loved it. I platinumed it. I loved it. Beautiful. You talked about this during the leaky bit and you said, I will talk this a little bit later on. Now, I remember not too long ago, there was a whole thing on social media saying that you can play by mistake, whether it's a bug or <laughs> someone's hacked it, you can play as Venom for a moment 
do you think that without giving spoiler alerts to the story too much, other than spoiler alert, it's got Venom in it, and spoiler alert, we all know the storyline of Venom, that which means he gets the suit, then he doesn't have the suit, then Venom gets Eddie Brock, and then his, but I know they've kind of done a bit of a weird thing with Eddie, and it's not Eddie, but anyway, it's not going to spoilers. Um, do you think that it adds even more validity that this new Venom game might be sooner than we think as a result of what you've seen? Oh, a million percent. Uh, look, um, it's difficult for me to talk about it, because they're all three of you haven't played it, <laughs> but like it's, it's, my, it's getting played soon. But like there's a there's a category you've got later on in the year or later on in the show, which is uh, coolest video game moment of the year. I have to talk about it at that point if you want me to be if you want me to be like honest about it, right? Otherwise, I'm just going to be quiet. So all good. Want, that's all good. You go for it. Do it. Do what you want me to do here, guys? Do you want me to do? Do it. Do it. Bring it. Bring it to the table. Bring it already. Tell us now. I'm curious. I want to know. My my coolest video game moment of the year is when you do spend some time playing as Venom in Spider-Man Two. Is that a legitimate and story? Beat? It's legitimate story beat, and you get to be Venom, fucking shit up, and it's fucking awesome. And it is one of the funnest things I've ever done in a video game. I My face was so grinny, right, that I, that I was in pain afterwards. I loved it. And you sit there and you think, oh, it goes on for quite a long time. It doesn't matter because it's really fun. I loved it. I loved just wrecking everyone's day. And this is the bit I won't spoil, all right, because I'm not going to spoil all of it because it's horrible for me to spoil it. When you're doing it, you're thinking to yourself, but there's one thing he's not doing here. What's going on? Right? Don't worry. That's all I'm going to say. Just, just don't worry. It's, it's, it's epic. I Make loved it. Play it. And the, the thing that you're saying, Flint, in terms of the, there, was a, there was an exploit where you could, during your time as Venom, you could do the classic, oh, look, there's some random glitchy wall that you can jump over. And then you can just basically explore all of New York City as Venom. Um, ah. that was the exploit but you are actually you do get to be Venom for quite some time and it's fucking awesome that's my coolest video game moment of the year and this is why I feel because it was such an awesome incredible thing yeah, to yeah. be that's why I was fairly confident that they would end up doing a DLC which would be focused around just that but more because it was fucking brilliant Happy days. That sounds like a worthy Michael Lasagna. Hemming, where's your golden lasagna going? My golden lasagna is going to Alan Wake 2. And for a lot of similar reasons to Mike said that, I, I loved this game so much. And I was so happy that it was that it's actually been sort of taken in more by the public this time round. The original Alan Wake was a cult classic and it didn't quite get the love it deserved. And this time round, it's just getting, it's getting all the flowers and um, yeah, just an incredible experience playing between the two different characters. People were complaining at the time that you weren't playing as Alan Wake through all of it, but the new character saga was really good. I enjoyed her section. Her section was the classic survival horror, resident evil stuff which was great. And then Alan Wake was just a bizarre, trippy, weird, alter ego world and creepy shadows trying to murder you, which was also great. I, yeah, absolutely adored this game. Play it. It is beautiful. The only annoying thing for me as somebody who likes physical media is it's only digital. It's only available digitally. Really? And I would love to have a little copy on the shelf. It was, yeah. 
Did they give any like? Because I imagine nerds like you are probably giving them some stick for that. So, what was their response was, to why? <laughs> uh, they just said that it helped on their uh, their costs. They didn't have to worry about distribution or anything the such as that. They just, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there you uh, go. Maybe. Well, maybe there's a world where someone on Etsy can make like a case for it or something. I don't know. I'm not. Oh, I'm like sure. That, I'm sure. Well, it sounds like a, it's definitely on the list of, of my uh, playthroughs at some point. Mosey, have you got a golden lasagna? And if you are, where are you slicing it to? Um, my one for this year is probably RE4 Remake for the nostalgia feels. Right in the feels. Um, mm. I haven't finished it yet, though, unfortunately. I get sidetracked. Often by someone saying, oh, let's play a different game, and then I get hooked on it. Um <laughs> So yeah, that that's where my lasagna's going. Nice little cheesy Fair crust. Enough. Well, well, pull up a stool next to me, my friend, because you and me are dining at the same lasagna yeah, restaurant. I thought, um, I thought this might be the case. Oh, um, mate, it's got to be right for me. Um, I've got to say that I was sceptical. I was one of those people that said we don't need it. It wasn't that long ago that game came out, and I do think it's one of those great games, especially the Switch version. If you ever get hold of the original uh, Resident Evil 4 Switch version, it was up until this remake the definitive version and it's just they're just really good at making those remakes aren't they and they're really good at taking the things that you liked about it and doing it more and I'm I'm suckered in man I platinumed it I loved every second of it the DLC when you have a chance to pick up the DLC um, separate ways which I think you do most through my account hey eh? we're like a we're like life partners on this um you will absolutely adore it apparently the, and this is another thing as well like someone at Capcom must or someone at Sony has a monkey paw that's running out of fingers for getting Capcom to do VR shit for them because they have gone out of their way and made a dedicated VR version for the PSVR 2 exclusive. <laughs> and apparently it's like crack. It's like it's dual wielding and first person everything else in between. And it's just like, why would you do that? The development costs alone is probably more than the revenue that the PSVR 2 has bought in Sony. Um, but that aside, the game is phenomenal. It makes you... Uh, the, the best praise I can give it is the way you felt when you played the original. It does that times 10. It doesn't make it feel disjointed to the other games that have come before now in the remakes. I think they're going to Resident Evil 5. In fact, I know they're going to Resident Evil 5. If you play DLC, you can clearly see they're going to be going in that direction. It's great. It's awesome. I will say, though, it's probably the worst Platinum I've ever done in my life to the point where I don't want to play that game ever again, but still, it is my golden lasagna. Um, Mikey, you mentioned this when you gave us that sneaky Venom spoiler, you naughty boy, that um, your coolest video game moment of the year. Um, I'll kick it off. Uh, my coolest video game moment of the year was being on a live stream with you chaps when we were going through the uh, PlayStation Showcase, and me and Hemming pretty much called it at the exact same time of Snakey a free being dropped. That was pretty magical. Um and then reality hits and Mikey hit us with some reality about two or three pods later with the pre-alpha footage and went, Where's the heart? And you know what I do agree with you. But the acknowledgement of the existence of this game, I think lit a little fire in all of us of Kojima, a Kojima, a Kojima experience is coming back and it's it's being remade in a way that we love and it's going to do lots of cool stuff to it. And it, Mikey, has anyone bought the MGS collection yet? No, it's on sale at the moment. I've got a Sony voucher today and I'm going to be spending it on that for 35 Are you going to get it? Because yes. considering how much of a fucking fanboys we are about Mel Gibson. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think Heming rented it. 
No, no, you know, no, you know, didn't. No, you didn't. No, isn't it, isn't it still buggy as hell, though? Well, no. So they they did release a huge patch, right? Yeah, exactly. They're a big old a big old smatch to make it nice and nice and good. Um, yeah, the fact that none of us have bought this fucking game, and the fact that all of us really wanted to play the damn game, yeah. Is it because <laughs> we've played all the previous ones to death? It's because it's a cost of living fucking crisis, mate. And we don't that. want to spend 50 bones on a game we've all emulated several times before. But up for 35, I'll get it. And what I want to do is I want to play all the OGs. Like, I'm, I'm not too bothered about playing, like, Snake Eater for, like, the billionth time in HD. But I really want to play, like, the fucking 8-bit bloody NGS games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to play that. I want to get the lore out of that because... You don't realise how much that all connects all the way through. So uh, I am hyped and I will be getting it with my PlayStation voucher. Thank you very much, mummy, um, which I'll be buying at some point in the next couple of days during the sale. Nice. How, uh, are the individual games on sale or is it just the collection that's on sale? I think it's just the collection, although I've not searched. I've only searched for the master collection. That's thirty five ninety nine right now. Because like, I, I do have... Producer uh, Moses my- on it. I do have a, a, a maybe a somewhat of a desire to do it one by one to make because otherwise I know if I get the collection I'll just I'll just you know I'll I'll flip in and out and it will be just annoying. Do you know what if I'm I really just get wanting? One by one, I might then persevere. See what the reason why I was thinking about doing that, but the thing that you're going to miss is you don't have the wrapper that brings it all together. Now I am a fucking sucker for lore i am a sucker for reading behind the scene things i like reading art so in fact i should have mentioned this at the start my wife she buys me nerd shit for christmas this was the nerd shit she bought me this year for christmas now spoiler alert one of my favorite movies this year was spider-man across the spider-verse i adore it and i don't know why people are sleeping on it and saying they don't like it it's the fucking empire strikes back of spider-man movies but anyway i'll talk about that another time um the art of the film in a book and hemming you're gonna love this mate i know you're a fucking geek out absolutely works i was gonna say that's it's one of my favorites as well and it's probably one of the best animated films i've ever seen because it's just insane every spider-man and every concept art is in this book hello and every variant and Every like and the, the logic behind what they picked and it's just including it's all beautiful. the ones that were in the background in some of the scenes. Yeah, because there were so a whole, many. It's literally a whole section of the book which is just next time. Next time we're there, get that out ready to read. <laughs> yeah, and like even and this is what I love. I love reading the what ifs. Right, so these are all the different variants of uh, Pepita Papaka, um, which they didn't go with in the in the film as well. Right, and it's just like man i love this shit and like i love it actually more than the actual medium itself to an extent so and in the metal gear solid collection you can see in all these different menus it's just ah, you can read the 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 long versions of the story the files the the kernel reports that stuff that's what i'm that's what i'm looking forward to in this metal gear so i i i i understand that but as but one of the biggest criticisms of this metal gear solid collection was that it was not in a wrapper that actually when you buy the game you end up getting three oh, or four okay. different fucking icons on your taskbar which is medical solid one medical solid two medical solid. so that, that was oh, the big right. criticism i saw of it so what did what is the so i i i i don't know for sure if you get all the cross metal gear fandom lorry stuff and no. that sort of thing 
So googling. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mike's like, hmm, I'm, I'm going to. So anyway, that's a very long-winded way of saying my coolest moment of the year was just the acknowledgement that Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater Delta Beta, whatever it's going to be fucking called, um, is going to happen. It exists. It played the music, and like I was so hyped, I didn't sleep well that night, and I started looking at YouTube videos again about all the different bad guys and the story where you go. Oh, she basically sexually assaulted him when he was a young soldier. That's why he likes the boss so much. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> anyway, okay. Mikey. So I have uh, a quick Google has told me that you uh, you don't get the uh, you don't get the Famicom version of Metal Gear, the Western targeted sequel Snake's Revenge, or the in-game music player that boasts twenty tracks. From the early so you games. can live without it, can't you? you can live without that yeah, stuff. I think you still get all the glory, but you don't get some of the the early stuff. So that Snake's Revenge is kind of like a that was the official sequel at the time, but then Kojima redconned it and then done another Metal Gear game, and that's why Snake's Revenge is not considered canonical in the timeline. That's okay. the so it's kind of like a it's like a oh it's a funny thing that at the time it was the sequel because I think he had to do there's a YouTube video explaining it all but he basically had to do something like a he had to turf out a quick sequel so he farted out this very terrible game called Snake's Revenge and then when he actually wanted to come back to it he came back and done Metal Gear and that is actually the sequel to um, the previous one anyway uh, and that's that's how we learn about history kids uh, Hemming your coolest video game moment of the year. I'm going to cheat a bit here because I got a tie. It's a tie because oh. I wanted to mention one thing. Um, so one for me is Alan Wake, Alan Wake 2. Um, it's the We Sing section with the amazing new song from the old gods of Asgard, Herald of Darkness, which they performed at the mm-hmm. Game Awards and was wonderful. That moment, similar to the moment with Venom, just had me grinning from ear to ear and I could not get enough of it. I was just beaming by the end of it. If you've not played it, I don't want to spoil it, but that song plays and you're sort of... I don't want to spoil it, so it's hard to say. Is it as good as the corridor scene in in Control? Uh, I would say it's probably just behind it because the action in the corridor is different and better for me. Um, What's your other one? the second one, the tie, is uh, there has been enough Final Fantasy 16 slander. That was my number two <laughs> game of this year. <laughs> and that had one of the other coolest moments, which is the boss fight with Titan. So that boss fight is just absolute mental. It has Devil May Cry music that comes out of nowhere, because ever since the rest of the game and before and after, it's sort of orchestral and choral. And suddenly it just goes into, like, techno electro music playing in the background while you're charging at this mountain a literal mountain while it's throwing boulders at you and then chopping its arms off smashing it to pieces it was just in terms of scale it was like shadow of the colossus style stuff that was just blowing my mind and i ended that 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 fight and there's the scene that plays where it just pops up and shows the experience bar I just left that on the screen for like five minutes when I just sat there going like, what the fuck was that? It goes on for <laughs> I, a long yeah. time as well, doesn't it? it, it when you think it's done. There's a lot of sections to that. There's yeah. lots of videos that intersplice the gameplay and stretch it out even longer. Mm. Oh, man, that well, must no, be a really fun experience. Boss fights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the poking slander. the bear. 
Amazing. Flynn, you, you've turned into me. What's happened here? Oh, it's just, it's just, you know what? I really he didn't look, like I re- it. <laughs> he didn't I didn't like, like it. I didn't like it as much as I'd like. That's, let's just say it that way. Winch. Yeah. Oh, let's not talk about it. you've ruined GTA 6 for me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Flynn, did you like it more than Final Fantasy 15? I think I liked it about the same. Uh, I, th- I think it's just, I think the reason why is because I'm at a different point in my life now where I don't have 20 minutes every half hour for cutscenes, right? And that's the sort of ratio I'm in at the moment. The gameplay is fantastic, though, I would say that. I love lore. I do love lore, but on my terms, when I'm taking a shit, like, <laughs> on YouTube, <laughs> not when I'm actually playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> or podcast where people talk about it. in fact if anyone can recommend me a really good final fantasy lore podcast like that's what i want so if someone can find me that like thank you very much anyway Hemming, i'm not gonna take it away from you now your coolest video game moments i'm really happy for you moles what's your coolest video game moment my year? coolest video game moment was the sega announcement during the game awards when it did they, come out of nowhere i almost wet myself when they mentioned golden axe that that was it. Like, if they fuck that game up, I'm, I'm going to cry, tears of sorrow. Bro, um, Golden Axe low key has one of the greatest video game soundtracks of all oh, time. The fucking first one, just just the credits and the first one was brilliant. So yeah, it was. But the, not only did they announce that, they also announced a new Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio. I was like, this is my childhood being remade. Shinobi. Yeah, no, I, I didn't really like one. I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, that was my moment. It was like, oh, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one. It's like, yeah, all their I eggs ha- in one basket. So let's hope that they do justice to all of those games that they announced. And please I gotta say, justice. The marketing budget at Sega must have been way for thin for that game awards. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're just like, they're like, okay, how many announcers we got? Like five. Well, stick me like a fifteen-second segment and just stick it at the end of something. It was. Like, they it, were so low key, wasn't it? it? it was, but yeah, it was hype. It was. It's at radio, man. That's. Yeah. I, I can't believe that's coming back. I've got a soft spot for that game so much. There's so many um, like, kind of clones for it as well that have come out recently. It's just like I would just get the, you know, the IP. Fantastic. Nice, nice. That's it for me. Well, we talked about what our favourite gaming moment of the year was. That, you know, whatever that is in, in your interpretation. Now, I want your your shittest. What is your shittest video game moment of the year? Hemming. Uh, it was probably the Game Awards, to be honest with you. There were some good moments Ooh. in it, but overall, the fact that they just skipped through so many awards really annoyed me. Of the me. video games? Yeah. So they're like, the best indie game is this. Yeah, great. Well done, guys. Uh, anyway, this is this. And then cutting people off when they're doing emotional speeches, not yeah. ignoring other awful things that have been happening. I was just, uh, yeah, I thought that was a bit shit. But hey, let's suck off Hollywood a bit more. Oh, yeah. We've got yeah. we've got that twink who's fucking Wonka to come on stage and be like, yeah, I really like Red Dead Redemption 2. And... <laughs> Yeah, and we're not going to let people actually who've won an award talk about what an amazing achievement it was and thank people. But Kojima can come out and just talk mystical bollocks for about half an hour about his video game movie new genre shit. Ah. 
It's just nah. yeah, it's just bollocks in it. It's just the <laughs> fucking uh Hideo's famous friends again and it's just like oh duh. And, and again like I, I liked the trailer to an extent, but it's just like I don't need to see a million videos on Twitter of people going, The fox and the dinosaur go across the lake. Ah! Yeah, it's like I I don't care. Like, without details, this is just bollocks, okay? We can handle the bollocks, providing you then go, it's going to be a first-person action game set in a horror setting. Oh, okay, all right, cool. It's a spiritual successor. This would have been Silent Hill. Oh, okay, cool. Now I can get fucking hyped. Not just Hideo going, yeah, I should be making Death Stranding 2 right now. I've actually got a bunch of commitments. My mortgage needs paying, but um, I'm going to fucking talk about this. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, the Game Awards... Boo to them, especially now E3's dead. Like, you could have fucking honoured video games a little bit more. Mikey. You cross they learn from this. Um, that was my one as well. I just thought the entire event was cobblers. Thank you. And I, I'm here for Timothy Chalamet uh, impressions um, if you ever need a, a second person to help you out there, Timothy. Um, Moles. Shittiest video game moment of the year is probably multiple moments of the year just to sheer amount of layoffs and closures we've had. Yeah. Um, Glad some, one of us said it. Yeah, agree with you. Just, yeah. But it's, it amazes me that the studios are still churn, churning out these AAA games that people are loving and it, it gives them credit. Uh, pandemic, where the video game industry grew exponentially. We're less wow. than what a year, two years later, and like they're now just cutting the fucking is, fat. Is, apparently, is that what's happening? Is it they ramped up all the studios ramped up because of COVID, or maybe they had to kind of ramp it up to make up for lost time? And now they got I think to the seems to be the case. Yeah, got, they, yeah they, they, they saw the growth and wanted to keep the growth going. You know, the biz, businessmen to keep going. It's going to get yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And when they realised, oh, actually, peak. it's not going to keep going up. They, they yeah they have to keep the profits going so the best way so now well, the quickest it's operational way to do costs. that that's it, isn't it boom yeah it sucks yes well let's hope the uh, the triple A's continue to be as good as they have been this year um, and yeah I look forward uh, I to twenty twenty four I agree on that I will say that with every layoff that happens with every round of redundancies that go through there will be a number of new game studios that will pop up as a result of this, right? Because these people will leave the big daddies and go, fuck you, dad. I want to go make my own studio. We're going to make the games I wanted to make. No one wants to play Tiddy Invaders 4. I'm making it, goddammit. Look, these things have got to happen, okay? And we're going to get some gold from this. So I'm happy that that will happen. It's just a shame that a few things had to be destroyed to make something beautiful. Um, my video game moment a shit video game moment of the year i'm aiming this at one person and one person only i am not doing this to bully i'm not doing this to be little i'm doing this to be facts these are based on facts that your review was fucking terrible miss jana gray the person who wrote that slam piece against hogwarts legacy at the start of the year you done more damage to video game journalism than i think you could ever know People now, not that they ever really did, but now people have got evidence to think that there's some form of disposition, some form of tax against the game because of its studio or because of who funded it. Well, the truth is, the best in video game journalism is about the game. 
It's about will we, is it worth you part of your hard-earned schmeckles? Does it give you the emotions that you want to give? It critiques it, and critique done in the right way is always there. And I'm going to quote the fucking legendary Peter O'Toole from the most, most beautiful stories ever told in Ratatouille. The point of critique is to def- in the defence of the new. You did not defend the new. You fucking pushed an agenda that wasn't there because you fucking hate J.K. Rowling. Spoiler alert, she isn't a fucking video game developer, right? So the shittiest video game moment of this year was your terrible writing, and it made people like me, the casual reader, go, I don't think I trust many people when they write about video games now. Maybe when they say that game's good, maybe they're just slamming it, and it's just fucking shit. So I hope that she never writes another video game review again, and if you do, I hope no one fucking reads it. Got nothing nice else to say to you. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say a one one additional. You can have your think piece, have your op-ed on things going on but in call the background. It an op-ed. Don't score the game based on that. Yeah. <laughs> I've played the game. I bought the game. It's a very good game. Is I'm it, not, is it last gen? Ja- is it Xbox 360 graphics, Mike? No. There we go. <laughs> So if if anything, what I think the last year has taught us when it comes to this kind of stuff is that follow the people you follow, trust the people you trust, find those people you trust. Because unfortunately, it's not a given now that a brand like Wired is going to give you an impartial, specific review. And I think that's the the, the horrible thing about it. Um, I trust Mikey's opinion. Mikey says it's a bit of a banger. I will probably give it a bang at some point. And it finally made it to the Switch. <laughs> like a year later. <laughs> I'll you know to see how it looks. No, dude. They've done, a, they've done a job. We're not talking more combat one levels here. Apparently, oh. it's all right. Like, I've, I saw some, um, some reviews from... They're basically, the best YouTuber when it comes to Switch stuff is an account called Switch Up. Yeah? There's my oh, I've seen this. Yeah, I like this for the account. week. Switch Up are great. Um, it's run by two dudes who are English people, and they, they, they are proper nerds, and they are just really lovely guys who do great reviews of stuff. They've done a very good review of it. And um, yeah, not as bad as one would think and infinitely playable. So well done on, on a good Switch port. Oh, good for them. Good for them. Okay, that was our shittest video game moment of the year. Now let's move on to our top 10 list of stuff that wasn't a video game. This is a combined list of TV shows, movies or books that you have consumed over the past year. What happened, asked, the, uh, wait, wait, what happened to the video game you enjoyed this year, which was not released this year, Category? That's because uh, that, that, you, you, I've been caught out here, Mikey. <laughs> I've, missed, I've missed that part. I'm letting you know a secret. I forgot that bit. And now we're going to pretend I didn't. I'm going to go back to it. So, chaps, I want to hear your <laughs> video game of the year that wasn't released this year. Now, I've been hinting about this throughout the pod over the last seven or eight months. And I think you already know what it is. So I'm going to put you out of your miseries and say mine is No Man's Sky. I came back nearly seven years after I initially played it. I've gone through all the DLC. I've sank over 100 hours into it. It is transcendent. It is beautiful. Building bases is probably one of the biggest joys you can have in a video game on this game. And God damn it, Sean Murray, I love you. Thanks, pal. Anyway, that's my video game of the year that wasn't released this year. Mikey... I'm sure you've got one, my friend. What you got? Uh, it's only one, and it's uh, I, I loved it. Um, I'm still playing it. I've got one last push to get the 
Do you get the completion? It is Marvel's Midnight Suns. Um, hey. I think this game's fantastic. Um, in terms of combat, it's, I think it's one of the best um, combat games I've ever played. Um, I really, really love the combat in it. The animations are so unbelievably satisfying. I can't stress to you. Um, the it's got a, it's basically Fire Emblem Three Houses when you're in the Abbey, which is like the base where you. But as I said, you get to take Wolverine fishing and do all kinds of weird things. It's very, very. You gut a fish very well. I bet yeah, Wolverine can gut a fish very well. So. It's so fucking weird, right? And the story is Marvel, but like in a very odd direction. Yeah, very supernatural. Um, like, for example, one of the playable characters is the Hulk. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, great stuff. I have yet to be him and I've played the game for 40 hours because <laughs> There's a lot the entire then. story, he's evil Hulk. <laughs> so it's like, uh, oh, okay. Um like, but the game, the game is a joy. It's really, really, really weird, but I love it. I love, I, I love everything about it. To be frank, I, I, it's one of my, it's one of the best times I've had playing video games in probably the last several years. The IP, cause I love the IP, right? I love Marvel anyway, and it's got like XCOM esque tactics and battles and stuff. It's just marvelous. I really encourage it if you love. Really good turn-based strategic combat, which is satisfying as all buggery to to when the 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 can the how can I say this this way? When someone hits someone, or when someone kind of shoots someone or something, it is so unbelievably satisfying that it's like addiction. Okay, because it's like I need to see that again. It's so fucking good. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Fantastic. I can't wait to play Supernatural come Marvel. That does sound pretty dope. Hemming. For me, this is my most played game of this year and by three times over any other game this year. Uh, it's the year I got into Destiny 2. You finally broke me. <laughs> And I played this thing, and it took up over 300 hours of this year was spent playing Destiny 2. And yeah, I it it is the best shooter I've ever played. It is so satisfying. Popping heads and popping chests of goblins is fantastic. Nothing compares. Nothing compares. Nothing. nothing You might as well not play another first-person shooter. It, it makes it very difficult to go on to other first-person shooters because like of that. It's like playing Final Fantasy um, 16 after you've played Elden Ring. It's just a bit shit. I love playing it with you chaps as well. We all jumped in when Lightfall came out, and despite the misgivings that we may have had of it, I thought it was a lot of fun jumping in and playing through those uh, those different campaigns and uh, fire-teaming up going through some of the vanguard missions 
uh, jumping in and having some fun with a magnificent horse. Who could not forget oh, the magnificent the wonderful horse? horse. Oh, the, the horse! The completing wonderful a raid. Horse. We all love the horse. The attempts yeah, we did at doing raids. They horse. didn't quite work, but we tried and I we mean, had fun. You mean, you mean the attempts of raids where we did, where we all kind of had an agreed time to go online. Flynn would then arrive <laughs> 20 minutes late and then 20 minutes into a raid that we knew would take at least an hour. He would then say, I've got to go and take the bins out now. Goodbye. <laughs> and it's like, okay, all right. Okay. Thanks, Flint. I, I, I've got no defense. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, there's, like, there, was, there was one incident in particular I have to apologize for, and I'll say it on the pod, okay? All right. Now, I'm a man that doesn't have much time alone with his significant other, and I was playing Destiny 2 on a raid with us, and I may have done a two dates at the dance scenario when I was like, why is the lights all moody? Anyway, turn the lights on to normal, playing away. And then the wife sends me the message saying, come upstairs. They're like, oh, fuck's sake. I just thought she meant like the kids are crying or something. Like, ah, oh, bollocks, I'm playing Destiny. And I was like, uh-oh. No, it's, it's, it's business time, boys. And uh, wow. I was just like, guys, I, I've, I've got to go. And I heard Woods, I could hear Woods getting angrier and angrier. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, um, I, I don't know what to do. And the heavy just goes, Go get your snoo snoo. And I was like, okay, I'm going. <laughs> anyway, so I, uh, me and my wife laugh about this now. Um, it was, uh, it is glorious though, having your right. It is an amazing experience for your friends. I am still disgusted that we haven't managed to do a raid together. It needs to happen before they start closing it's down these servers and Bungie disappears. We need to do one. <laughs> They're not going to do a poochie and die on their home planet. I hope not. Anyway, um, only twenty-four years of the raid. Yes, 2024 is the year of the raid. Herbig, that is a delightful choice. Thank you very much. Mosey, what's your game of the year that wasn't made this year? Um, Mass Effect Master Collection. Or Legacy oh, yeah, Collection, you've done it, didn't you? it's called. Yeah, I had a great time. I, I didn't finish the first one because the first one's just a bit pants compared to the others. Um, but yeah, again, right in the feels of nostalgia and replaying missions and re-seeing characters and great games. Fantastic games. And... Yeah, well, I'm a bit in two minds about the new ones that will be on the way, on the horizon. I'm sorry? Yeah, there's going to be... Two, two gonna, in the works at the yeah, moment. there's going to be new. Did you not see this? Yeah, yeah they a, did a whole uh, teaser. They did uh, N7 they did, they Day. They did like a big old yeah. poster, I thought they? I thought Mass Effect died with Andromeda. Well, with it, it did. Rotating <laughs> it did. heads. I'm sorry, my face is tired. Yeah, and all that jazz. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's coming back. It's two, wow. two in the works. So yeah. one that follows the guy, and then another one that's like set in the new universe and like that kind of stuff. Who, who is it? Am I right in saying that someone on this pod has not played Mass Effect Two? Played Man, ah. guilty as charged. Sir. It, I, I think I, for my money, it's the best sci-fi game of all time. I'd agree with well, that. it's it's on PSN, right? So I'm gonna have to get it before it fucking renews at 119 pound. Fuck you, Sony, you bastards. Um, Get it? Yeah, Great games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's I played all those lovely little missions and all those lovely little side characters and had a great time. And you fell in love with Miranda all over again, right? Of course, of course, did. Yeah, of course. All over those chips and followed it. Well, <laughs> well, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, Miles, Miles, just checking. You're not going to leave at the pod just like this and make me sound like an idiot, right? Just put no, some no, dead cool. air in there for you. 
Yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, I appreciate that. Cool. Right, so, gentlemen, now let's talk about video games. Not video games, sorry. Let's talk about stuff that isn't video games. So, so I, look, I asked the guys to give me a top 10 of stuff. And that stuff could be movies, it could be TV shows, it could be things they've read. It's as simple as that, really. Um, I'm happy to go first. Or if someone already got their list ready to go, go for it. I'll go first. Right, I'm going to start off because I've even got a Google Sheet and everything else. I gave it some thought. I, you know, I spent some time agonising over it. I even went onto one of those websites where you feed in options and it will tell you which one's better. And then it will tell you, based on logic, what your ordering would be of those things. I'll put some thought into this, folks. I hope you listeners at home know that. Um, so here are my honourable mentions, right? So five things that didn't make the list but were very close. So uh, number five, the Beckham documentary. I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I would be so nostalgic, but I really was. And it was like, it wasn't just a, even if you're not into football, but you were alive during that period of time, it tells you about Hollywood. It tells you about pressure that sports personalities are under, where you take literally one of the biggest sports stars in the UK and marry them to one of the biggest pop stars in arguably the world at that point, And the sort of chaos that's ensued. So I thought it was fascinating. Four episodes, Netflix, give it a bang. Uh, movie. Uh, this might be on your list, Hemming. D and D. Honor amongst thieves. Um, it was very close to my top ten. It didn't didn't quite make it in. Um, the TV show Marvel What If season two. If you haven't watched it yet, it's been dropping an episode a day since I think like the twenty second of December, and it's going to go right up till New Year's Eve. It's fucking brilliant. Like generally, really, really good. Um, it's just that it's not finished yet, so that's why I've not put it in my list. And then. <coughs> Just to finish off, on the anime front of the honourable mentions, the Onimusha show, it's brilliant. If you're an Onimusha fan, go for it. Um, it's just a bit too short. Right, so anyway, that's the honourable mentions aside. Other caveats, I've not seen everything. Please don't come at me if I've not like said something you've liked. I've not seen The Flowers of Killer Moon, for example. So like that, 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 that doesn't mean it's not great, just I've not seen it yet. Uh, so number 10, it's going to be a comic book. I'm going to put in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin fucking amazing they've done some new issues at the start of this year so that's why it makes the list just about i sent all you guys digital copies if you have a chance to read it please do it is phenomenal um number nine it's going to be a movie it's a movie which is available on disney plus came out over halloween moles i think this is right up your alley it's called no one will save you the premise is it's a home invasion movie but the twist is that the home invasion is aliens I'll leave it at that. It's fucking crazy. It's a low budget, uh, low budget, small studio horror, but it's done really, really well. Uh, number eight is going to be a movie. Hemming, I reckon this is on your list. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. It's fucking it brilliant. It's just, it's amazing. It's I can't give it higher praise than just the animation's beautiful, the writing's hilarious, the kids. It's aimed at the turtles being just on the cusp of puberty, right? So they got actual children to do the voice of them, and the writing it's Seth Rogen, right? What more do you want? Um, it's it's absolutely brilliant. I won't talk too much about because I know Hemming, you've probably got it on your list as well. Uh, number seven, TV show Gen V. If you like the boys, you know what you're gonna like this show. It's great. The writing's fantastic. Uh, Mike, I know you discovered the boys not too long ago, and we yeah we we had a bit of a chat about this. Um, watch Gen V. It proves that the writing and the formula works even without the characters of the boys. I think that's the highest praise I can give it. Like it's it is the season between seasons for season four of the boys. Number six movie um, across the Spider Verse. Now, please don't think me putting it at six means that it's you know I don't hold this film in very high regard. It's fantastic, as I said before. It's the Empire Strikes Back 
of Spider-Man movies. It is literally the halfway point of the story. I think that's why a lot of people didn't drive with it because it's not a conclusion. It's like it is the halfway point of a story. And I think people were a little bit pissed off about that. Number five is a movie, Oppenheimer. Fucking brilliant. It is just amazing. And I've only seen the first three quarters of it. Those first three quarters of it is enough to fucking put it in the list. The only reason why is just because I spent £60 on a fucking train ticket. £40 on a fucking IMAX 3D. So £100, I've only seen three quarters. And you know what? Sorry, best, fucking pound, best fucking £100 <laughs> I've spent, even with my fucking neck nearly broken on there. It's fucking brilliant. Um, four uh, is actually my favourite cinematic experience of the year because me, John Moles, and a gentleman called Matthew Jackson, or Mort Jixon if you're in South Africa, uh, we went to the cinema to watch John Wick Chapter 4 in an empty cinema on opening night. Shows the state of cinemas right now. But holy moly, what an experience. The fucking Miami scene where he's just blowing stuff from there. Seeing that, unaware, didn't see it on social media beforehand, blew my mind. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I've got to put a Marvel movie in there, haven't I? Um, but also, this is the goodbye. This is the, like, I. there's so much emotion in this movie. There are so many moments where you go, man, I fucking welled up in the cinema a few times. And... Bradley Cooper deserves an Oscar for his voice work as Rocket Raccoon. He ain't going to get it because fucking snobbery with these kind of films, but it's fucking brilliant. Uh, so for last two, <coughs> at number two, TV show, The Last of Us. You fucking did it. You smashed it. It's beautiful. What more can I say? I don't particularly care for the game franchise that much. I'll play it and I enjoy it, but like I could live without it. Like if there wasn't any more Last of Us games, I'm not sitting here writing a fucking blog asking you to do it. But that TV show made me give a shit. And Baby Girl, that's all I have to fucking say, right? Fucking brings... And also the episode with... Um, oh, was it Bill? And uh, just the, the love story. Beautiful. And then finally for me, it's my TV show of the year. I even got the fucking scripts ordered to my house because the writing's so fucking good. Succession, the final season that happened this year, uh, which feels like a lifetime ago now. Amazing transcendent. That is my top ten. Who wants to go next? I go next. I don't think any of us wants to go next after that. <laughs> it's all good. It's just stuff, Mikey. I want to hear. I, what you I think. only have five because that's I, all good. I, I I only I listen and watch things that were from twenty years ago. Almost exclusively, to be honest with you, when I like new things, <laughs> they scare me. So uh, if it's not the eighties and nineties, I don't really care. Um, so, yeah, you've said a bunch of them. Um, I'll go in. Oh, I think I've got. I think I've got an order here. So, um, the the Last of Us TV show is my number five. I thought it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. Much like you, Flint. I don't really care for the game too much. Bit scary for the old Garden Edwards, but uh, <laughs> I uh, I really enjoyed the TV show. Pedro Pascal is incredible as ever, and um, I'll, I'll always forget the name of the kid, Ellie. Who is it? Ramsey. There you go. Bella Ramsey, yeah. yeah. Also incredible as as Ellie. So well done. Well done there. Um, I've gone uh, across the Spider-Verse next. Um, I, there's two things which mean it's not... Three things which mean it's not higher for me. The first one is it's... I did not know it was a two-parter, essentially. So that really fucked me off, quite frankly. When, uh, <laughs> when it got to the okay we have finally got fucking going now and it's and it's credits that's that's annoying <laughs> that really that genuinely it yeah. angered me because i was like 
because that does play into the next bit. It's so fucking long. Like, and it doesn't, like, it gets by on the strength of the animation for so fucking long. And just as I'm getting a bit fucking weary of it, it starts to ramp the story up. And I'm like, oh, okay, now we're... And then it stops. And it's like, oh. (laughs) However... I did enjoy it. My wife, on the other hand, not so much. She was just like... My kids that. hate it. And yeah, they love the first one. It's the same as her. She was just like, that, that was fucking bullshit. And I was like, I can see why you... I can see where you're coming from. Um, I also didn't... I don't like the fact... And this is... I, I read this a few times online, is that they have very much made Miles Morales the cool Spider-Man and Peter Parker is basically a giant fucking loser. And... That annoys me a little bit because I grew up with Peter Parker as my Spider-Man and he wasn't a complete fucking loser all the time. But that, so that that, ver- that variant is, right? So he's Peter Parker, was cool. It was Chris Pine that voiced him in the first one, but he's dead. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I want to see a cool Peter Parker minutes. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Chris Pine isn't cool. So anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, um, then I've got Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, much like you, Flint, I found that to be an emotional thrill ride. Yeah, and I also agree that Bradley Cooper did an incredible job of of Rocket Raccoon. Um, obviously, I have a dog. Yeah, he he he's got big brown eyes, much like Rocket has, and it just it just it it just it got to me, man. Yeah, it got to me. Um, the next one I've got is Oppenheimer. I did see all of that film, Flint. Um, I saw it on my birthday, in fact, and it's the only time this year I went to the cinema. Because I hate going to you the cinema. You don't like it, do you? You don't like that I cinema? I fucking despise the cinema. Um, and, I, and the fact that I was dragged on my birthday. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I loved it. It was an incredible film. Um, the fact that I didn't... Like, we arrived rushed. Yeah. Didn't get time to go for a pre, pre-cinema whiz. Yeah. And whizzing... Bef- like, the, the fear of needing to whiz during a film is enough to ruin the cinema experience for me. Right. I can't handle it. It is born from when me, Moles and Jackson saw Iron Man 2 after four pints of Guinness. And I spent the last hour of that film fucking dying. And the thing is, it was a shit film as well. So I could have gone for a wee. I would have missed nothing. Um, but I, I didn't go for a whiz. I drank a big, massive Fanta and lots of popcorn. And I didn't even fucking realize because the film was so damned good. I loved it. Um, but number one for me, this was a film where I actually paused the film at one point to dance around my living room because I was so fucking <laughs> hyped up. Um, next to me, see, salute, ask her what I did during this film because I loved it so fucking much that I, 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 I lost my mind at one point and started dancing around the living room like a maniac. What, yeah? what film was this? I need this to was, watch this. This now. was Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Because I, I thought that film was basically right. I, I made a comment on this podcast ages ago that Woods reminds me of quite a lot where I said that basically your casual gamers play your CODs and your FIFAs, whatever. And they're just, you know, they just, you're, I can't remember the word I use, but they're basically just, yeah, you know, you're whatever. Well, I am that now because I play FIFA. And I, 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 like, I like my Mission Impossibles, yeah. And I, I like play my Fortnite here and there. And that's all I fucking like. Um, Mission Impossible Day Reckoning Part 1, I thought was absolutely fucking incredible. I, I loved it. The, the ending scene where they're on the train 
uh, might be the best piece of cinema I've ever seen. Not just like for emotional, whatever, but because my heart was in my fucking brain, yeah, whilst watching it. Ah, the Uncharted 2 section of the film. <laughs> it was very much the... Un- I also... Want, I, you know what, dude? Completely unrelated, but that's what the pod, this, this, what this pod does well. I actually watched the Uncharted film uh, about a month ago, and I'm just going to say it. I really liked it. Yeah, ain't bad. I thought, I thought it was it's quite good. Absolutely it's absolutely fine. Didn't slander. Well, it was not, it's not a 9 or an 8 out of 10, but it's a perfectly cromulent 6.5 out of 10, and that's sometimes that's all you need. I miss cromulent movies, man. Like, the 90s and early 2000s had tons of them. Broken An hour and a half, a good time, that's all you need. Yeah. I will say, Netflix have done a good job of bringing that type of movie back. Um, yeah. What was that Red Notice film with The Rock and, uh, and Ryan, uh, Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. yeah. That type of film, which is just complete bollocks, but... You know what? It goes on for an hour and a half and you can just basically get through a bottle of wine and you're happy. What's what's, what's not to like? Happy days. Happy days. Well, that is a solid top five. Hemming, what you got? I can see you're jotting down some stuff. I know. I was having to... uh, I was trying to put them into an order because I got a list and they were in no particular order. So I've now tried to rearrange. Um, At number 10, this is going to be an absolutely bizarre one. Uh, myself and my partner enjoy finding little animes to just chill out and watch whilst we're nice, having dinner we sometimes. Want. And we found one called The Masterful Cat is Depressed Again. And this is a <laughs> slice of life anime about a girl who rescues a kitten, takes them home, and that kitten grows to be six and a half feet tall and a master chef and like an incredible domestic god who cleans up and looks after this woman who's completely useless. And it's delightful just to watch in the background for half an hour while you're having your dinner. Where Loved is it. it. Uh, it's on Crunchyroll, if you happen to have that, which uh, you can get through the old PlayStation. It's one of the apps that's available through that. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Mutant Mayhem is my number nine. Uh, I can't really say much more than Flint did on that one. Uh, just like you say about the teenagers, sometimes you forget that they are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage. They're kids. <laughs> You forget that sometimes, and this movie really brought that. The chemistry between young people actually live. (laughs) Chemistry between four of them was fantastic. I thought they did such a good job. Those kids. It's also fucking stacked. Uh, The cast, isn't it? Yeah, like the voice acting is incredible. Has a big Ghostbusters tribute at the end, basically, as there's a monster charging through New York. Amazing. Uh, number eight, the other half of the Barbenheimer experience, Barbie, went to the cinema to see this, had a wonderful time, laughed my ass off, uh, and I did get for Christmas a I Am Knuff hoodie, which I am very helpful now. It's a beautiful hoodie. It's delightful, rainbow-coloured, fantastic. Uh, number seven, I've got Dungeons & Dragons, Among Thieves. As you said, Flint, in your list, as, uh, in your what was that called? The Honourable Mentions list? Um, I was just pleasantly surprised that it was actually good. I, I was not expecting anything going into this. I thought it was going to be absolute shite, but it was a ton of fun. Hugh Grant was having the time of his life just chewing through the scenery every time he was on screen. It, brilliant. Beautiful stuff. Uh, number six. This is actually a film I only saw two days ago. Uh, a new Studio Ghibli film, The Boy and the Heron. Um, so it's about a boy whose mother dies in a fire. This kid ends up moving to the countryside where he finds this talking heron that leads him to a tower 
and then a completely alternate universe. And in the old classic Studio Ghibli style, the animation is absolutely beautiful. The music is fantastic. There's a few times where it just leaves you on a scene of just some lovely scenery, beautiful music, and you you kind of just want to fall asleep. There's something about Ghibli films where they're just so relaxing. I, I love them. And this has got a killer voice cast. Dave Batista is in it as the King of the Parakeets. Uh, Robert Pattinson is in it. The Batman is in this film. Uh, and Willem Dafoe. Just an amazing voice cast. I uh, highly recommend going to go see it. Uh, number five, Killers of the Flower Moon. Brilliant piece of cinema. Scorsese, classic. Brutal, gruesome. Again, incredible cast. De Niro, DiCaprio. I load of cameos that just come in all over the place that I couldn't even name them all. And as I mentioned on a previous pod, uh, De Niro spanks DiCaprio, and it I didn't think I needed to see that. Turns out I did. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, for me, number four. Possibly the greatest animated film I've ever seen. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. The perfect send-off to almost a perfect trilogy of superhero films. Uh, number two, Oppenheimer. The best three and a half hours I've spent staring up somebody's nose. <laughs> Amazing film. I, I don't know what more I can really say about it. Um, and number one for me was The Last of Us. I was just so thankful that it was good. Um, as we've already mentioned, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey absolutely killed it. And I cannot wait for season two. Yeah, and that's in production now, right? So mm. I don't think we get it in 2024. I think we get it. No, the thing the strikes have delayed it. I I pulled a flint on this one and uh, basically watched uh, Last of Us Two, the game, on YouTube to see what the fuck happens. <laughs> Just, uh, and, uh, Welcome uh, to the dark side, brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm intrigued as to how the fuck they're going to do this on the show. Uh, that that has yes. I'm I don't intrigued. think they touch it in season two. I think season two is not going to be the Last of Us Part Two. I think it's going to be like yeah. A, it's going to be like a one point five. Like it's going to be just they're adding me. it. They're going to pad it out now because they they they've got they got liquid gold, Mike. They they they're in the oil. They got Texas tea sweetener. <laughs> right? They're gonna they're gonna be dragging this out for a long long time. <laughs> <laughs> Texas tea sweetener. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be a minute before we get to that story, uh, I think. And also, like Pedro Pascal, his dance cards always fall, right? So, like, there's rumours that he's been cast as Mr. Fantastic in Fantastic Four. So, like, I don't know what that means for his schedule and everything else. So, I mean, I hope, I hope they get to it. I really do, but um, I don't think we're going to just see that choice happening anytime soon. But uh, but uh, I agree with you, man. Like the, that episode, like um, I tried to explain yeah. to my wife what's going to happen because she was like, "What happens in the game?" I was like, "I don't want to tell you. I don't want to spoil the show for you. It's, it's, it's amazing." And she's like, "No, no, tell me what happens." I was like, "Okay, let me put it this way. <laughs> I've already spoiled it for myself. I don't want to spoil yeah. it for you." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, "Well, let me put it this way: if your kid was in trouble, but it could save humanity, what are you going to do?" She goes, "Well, I don't know, but I think I'll probably protect my kid." I was like, "Well, imagine that emotion." Now watch the episode. And that's it. I don't want to spoil anything more if you haven't fucking seen it, but it's fucking glorious. I, one of the things I will say is that about that TV show is that one of the best TV shows of all time, if you had to do like a top 20 TV shows of all time, I think most people on this pod and most people listening probably put Chernobyl in there somewhere. Might be near the bottom, might be near the top, but I think we can all agree the writing style is phenomenal. 
and especially in those bits, those cold opens in the earlier episodes of The Last of Us, where it was so realistic. And the it first felt, two episodes, we, I yeah, think, yeah. isn't it? It's just we just been through a pandemic, right? And when they were just like, um, and they were like, oh no, there's lots of horrific diseases that are encased under the ice. But if the world went up by one or two degrees, I'd be like, oh, that, 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 that is happening. <laughs> right? It's like, it's just done with such tense emotion and tension even though we know what's going to happen because we've played the game that's why this show exists because we've all played this fucking game it was still new it was still refreshing it was still amazing and it looked like every scene looked like a million dollars like nothing looked budget it didn't look the small screen at any size shape or form fuck i'm kind of regretting putting succession at number one now um Gentlemen, we are at one thirty-four on this pod. Oh, of the year. What, what, what about Mr. Moles? I know. So I was going to say, so we do Moles' top list, I'll and just, then do we look forward I'll in just, the next pod? I'll do some outsiders because I think you have mentioned all the greatness that has come out this year. Um, there's a couple of outsiders for me. Witcher season three. I don't know if anyone uh, watched that. I never bothered. Was it good? It was all right. It just gave me more Witcher. That's all, that's all I want. I gave up on halfway through season two. I just said, fuck this and gave up. Yeah, is this I, the last think, one with, with Superman in? Um, is it? I think he might be doing one more season. Has he got one more in him? I can't remember. Um, no, I think this is the last one. Do they um, do some story reason why he might look different? You know, like so it's like no, Doctor Who sort of thing. It's just going to be a different Witcher. It's just going to be a different character. I think. Yeah, all right, there's no story reason as to why he but looks different. I think it's just going to be new person, new set of stories. Um, Bluey season three or the end of Bluey. Season three. Fucking yes, mate. Gets me every single fucking time. Um, it's it's fantastic. Those without children probably haven't watched it. But it's one of those cartoons where, a bit like The Simpsons, they put loads of jokes in for the adults. That's, but yeah, for Bluey, the they put the written, jokes in yeah. for the parents. There we go. Um, nobody's mentioned the Mario movie. No one mentioned it. I, I seen it. slagged it off quite a lot saying, this is not my Mario. I want him to Pretty do the voice. movie. It was all right. It was good. And the sake, it, it gave us peaches. Peaches... Beaches and yeah, that's it. So yeah, like like you guys, you know things like John Wick Four, Guardians of the Galaxy Three, The Last of Us, all fantastic stuff, all up there high in the list. I'm so glad you said Bluey because honestly, it was the it end is, of season three. Yeah, it was good, good program. As good of writing as the classic Simpsons, I'll go that far to say. There's some. There's one episode in particular. If you want to know what we mean by like the emotional fucking beats this show has, they're only seven minutes long each episode. By the way, there's one episode called Onesies. Watch that, and if you don't fucking cry, then you need to check yourself into a fucking therapist because you have problems. Like there is so much heart in this show, and from a kid's perspective, it's just some talking dingoes, and it's kind of funny, right? But as the adult watching it, you can read between the lines in every episode. There is a read between the lines moment and it hits you in the fucking core. Whatever they're getting paid, it's not enough. And those people like, you know how like Rick and Morty is okay. And half the fucking people involved in that are literally writing every movie in the fucking world right now. Like the people writing bluey, they're the people you need to fucking get. Like it is beautiful. Anyway, Mo, sorry. I've, I've hijacked your, your no, top that's list it. there. I, I was, I was done just, yeah. Recapping that. 
what fantastic year. Mikey. Uh, sorry, I put my hand up because I know that we're one, we're one hour 37 minutes into it, but I wanted to ask one more question if possible. Go on, sir. Okay. Um, so if I were to ask you guys for your most disappointing thing, that can be a TV show, a movie or a video game or a moment in a video game or a moment in a thing, or it's just your most disappointing thing personally to you that's happened in 2023. And this isn't, let's go bury everything, blah, 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 blah. You know, Assassin's Creed is shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh what, what would you say what would you say is yours I, I shall start to give you guys time to think if that's okay thank you i'm just gonna say um my most disappointing experience i've had with a video game this year is diablo 4 um i i, I went i went hard on this recently it's it still rings true the story is utter shit the uh the, the itemization is utter shit the 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 big open world is utter shit um <laughs> It's uh, the, the, just the whole thing is just utter shit. I like it, but it's utter shit. And so I have no reason to ever play it ever again until they fix it from st- and, and make it stop being utter shit. So, yeah. Fair enough. I've got two. I've got like one that's not video gamey, but I promise it won't be politics. And the other one is video gamey. So my non-video gamey one is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Um <laughs> I had really high hopes for that film. And they met all of my high hopes. What the <laughs> hell are you doing, Finn? I, it was a I great was, movie. I was I was I wanted this to be the film that saved the whole post end game Marvel. Well, and it doesn't well, that, do that, that right. Was, that was never yeah, exactly, right? So like <laughs> I I walked out of the cinema and I was with my daughter because like I've been doing it, my gimmick is I have seen every MCU movie on opening night and I have not fucking failed. But um with, with the Marvels, but who's, who's counting? <laughs> and when we came out of the cinema, my daughter was like, are you okay, Dad? And I was like, yeah. She goes, oh. And I was like, that, that night, my wife went, you didn't talk about the film with her at all on the way home. Like, you're usually spending ages, and at this point, you're on YouTube watching videos, breaking down the post credit scenes, and you're, you're talking to me constantly about it. I usually am bored by this thing. I really don't give a shit about, Adam, you're talking about. You've not said a thing. And I was just like, I just don't know where to go. Like I'm, I'm looking for people in baseball caps just to tell me everything's gonna be all right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm looking for like hope. I want to see post-credit scenes where it's like building up to an Avengers film. I want to see a bad guy that's not problematic. I want to see all the things that I love. And I've been telling everyone this is the thing, right? Because I'm the fucking guy that loves this shit. The people that don't love this shit are really enjoying this right now because they get to tell me how they don't like this shit. Or film purists who have got a real axe to grind, they're eating really good right now because every fuck... Like, Aquaman 2 came out, like, a week ago and it's tracking to do worse than the Marvels and the Flash. And the previous film made over a billion dollars. Like, stop... What's going on? I don't know. And for me, it was just like a... This is the beginning of the right. end. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold your horses, Flint. Right. Now, um, I thought the film was perfectly prominent, by the way. I have no, I, I thought it was, I didn't, my hopes, but my hopes weren't high. I went mm. in expecting five out of 10 and I got six out of 10. So I, I saw it as a win. You know what I mean? I was hoping for um, a 10 out of 10. Ah, that's where the issue comes from. Now, I wouldn't worry too much about what the movies are telling us when it comes to money and revenue because someone keeps telling me that avatar 2 has grossed 
X amount of fucking dollars. <laughs> I'm still to meet anyone that's ever seen the fucking film or has anything good to say about it, or in fact, an Avatar fan in general. Okay? <laughs> I never see it discussed online, on YouTube, anywhere. No one's ever seen this film, and okay, it is the most again, popular just came film. Out recently. A, ga- yeah. a game, a game came out recently. <laughs> Who the fuck is buying that? <laughs> is it just, is it just James Cameron? Cameron. It's just James Cameron <laughs> buying tickets again and again. But yeah, There's like I say, and man, I was, buying. I was hoping for this to be because I like, I fucking, I put up with the Eternals. Okay, mm. I fucking accepted Multiverse of Madness and its faults because we got the X Men bit right. I've watched every MCU TV show, and I kept thinking. It will all become fucking clear in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. We've got Jonathan Mayers. This is in his fucking Kang the Conqueror role. It's been building towards this. Loki's been pulling towards this. Everything builds on this fucking film. No pressure, but it's been fucking getting a bit worse and worse each time when it comes to cinema. And it just, it was, it was meh at best. And I think that's where I was just like, ugh. All right, I'm going to have one more question for you, Flynn, after this. But yep. Hemming and Moles, tell me your disappointments. Disappointment for me was that damn season of Destiny 2 where you went underwater. <laughs> yeah, that was my gaming oh, disappointment. No. I agree with you. Oh, Fucking Jesus. Sebastian the Crab oh, in look, fart water. We are playing Sonic 2 underwater. Every time I went underwater, I was... It's just playing in my mind. It's like, I don't care care going slow care. through water to get my fucking air bubble to go slow through water was no. so tedious dropped off no thank you yeah because everyone see, plays destiny what, for platform uh, i think that's what killed destiny servers were shit as well that was the Terrible. that was the season that followed the launch of light for when air just that that a combination yeah. of that fucking fart water the reliance on the Witch Queen um, green Memories. platform things, you know, where you get insight yes. and then the platformers appear and you've got to get on the platform. And yep. it's not a game made for platforming. That f- they, the fact they brought that back, okay, I thought I was done with that. It was horrible when they came out with it originally, okay? And then it was back for some reason. <laughs> that fucking sucked. The underwater fart shit was sucked as well. And then me and Wood spent about two hours doing a boss, right? We, we finally did it. It was awesome because gunplay in, in Destiny is awesome and the rewards were terrible. That combined with the fact that several times I went, I want to go and play a little bit of Gambit now, a bit of Gambo, yeah? A little bit, a bit of Gambo. Gambo. <laughs> and, uh, oh, look, I've been disconnected with, with fucking 10 seconds to go to the yeah. end of the game, which I was winning. Yeah. So for all the greatness that is Destiny, nowadays it's just very thin mm. and not, not enjoyable when you're li- looking for air bubbles. There we go. Hemi. Mm. Well, for me, it's something I mentioned a couple of times, but it keeps popping up in my mind. Uh, Jedi Survivor. And it's it's not just disappointing that I had such a terrible time with it. I, I'm really disappointed that I didn't have a good time. I keep seeing people on Twitter, on the timeline, saying, oh, I'm playing Jedi Survivor now, and it's amazing. I'm having a great time with it. Isn't it so much fun? I could stand like Carlo Do- Ren. Did I play a different game to everybody else? Because my terrible it was buggy it was just a miserable experience and there's people online trying to tell me it was great and i don't understand what's going on was it the person who wrote the hogwarts legacy review maybe it's maybe it was a 
what the making fake positive reviews about it. I mean, that's uh, a novel way to go about things, I guess. Yeah, <sighs> I, I never played it, and I don't think I, I, when it becomes free on PSN, I probably will then. But like, uh, I, it's not screaming out to me. And I think you uploaded a video on Twitter of like, oh my god, I was uploading bit- tons where it was just glitching out and going nuts because I was having a miserable time. Yeah. Don't um, worry, Elon's made it so you can't do that anymore. Yeah, oh, really? I know. Cheers. Oh. Also, speak. I know this is a random thing. Have you noticed that Twitch has all of a sudden basically become OnlyFans? Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it is weird. And it's like, yeah. like it's, it makes me laugh when you see these influencers, streamers, like deadpan look at the camera and go, this is just art. And they're literally standing there with a fucking black line over their titties, and they're just going, oh, all right, I'll just jiggle. It's like, I mean, I mean, I'd call that art, but <laughs> I know it's porn. <laughs> like, like it's, it's, you're, you're not getting fucking bonuses because people want you to make fucking, like, at least the chicks with the fucking dance mats were playing a video game. <laughs> they're literally just there. Oh, that just was going, incredible. Jiggle, jiggle. I mean, the one who done the dance mat and actually fucking done Elden Ring, like, Elden fucking Ring. fair play to her, right? Like props where it belongs. Fair play to you. Uh, no props for just literally jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> I'm just jealous because I couldn't make any fucking money doing that. Mm. It'll just be me just going <laughs> jiggle, jiggle, and I'll be like, oh, Moles is online again. Thanks for joining my stream, pal. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just gonna come in again, right? I yeah. said I had a question for you, Flint, right? Yes. Uh, probably the last question. Probably didn't be doing this for around 47 minutes. You've mentioned the Avengers and Marvel films and your disappointment in all of it n- numerous mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've sat through hours of Marvel television episodes. You've sat yes. through... Loki season two is very good, by the way. I've heard the finale. It, so I... Watch the finale. If you don't watch anything else, just watch the finale. It's beautiful. I yeah. enjoyed season one. I- I'm waiting. I will be re-subbing to Disney Plus when X-Men 97 comes out. And then I will be then cooking away on the what if. You'll get a bit emotional, I think. I think you'll get a bit emotional at season, so I think you'll like okay. it. Okay. Um, what do you want from Marvel? What like? Because what do you actually want? If you could say, if I say to you in twenty twenty four, Flint, right? What do you want? What do you want to see happen for Marvel to go to 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 recapture the end game glory? Because bear in mind, right? The likes of Robert Downey Jr. and all that lot, right? They've all fucked off now, right? Yeah. The, the, yeah, the glorious yeah. superheroes that we know and love, they've all gone. We're left with jobbers. So talk yeah. to me. So first thing, I want them to have an actual plan, okay? There does not appear to be a plan. Now, I've read the, by the way, you know, book recommendation of the year, The Reign of the MCU, is fucking fantastic. Um, it is quite obvious that the things that made the Infinity Saga for whatever reason, are not there now. Now, I was listening to, um, uh, I can't remember, I think it was a New Rockstars podcast about how many open ends are currently within the MCU. Every movie since Endgame has had two or three post-credit scenes, all trying to open up possibilities of another film. Now, yes, you might argue I've done that before, but it's all linking towards Thanos, okay? And everything's like, that's, that's clearly not there. So I just want to plan. The second piece is less is more. Even I'm saying that now. They are going back to that model. There's only one MCU movie coming out next year, and that's Deadpool 3. Then it was going to go back to that. Then I think, you know, dare I say it, I think the pendulum swing over trying to go for too many different markets at once, 
I think that's going to settle down a little bit. Now Bob Iger's back, I think he's going to basically say, look, you can't fucking keep telling me you want to push all these different characters, everything else. I just want Taika Waititi to stay the fuck away from the MCU now. I'm going to say it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he obviously doesn't give a shit about these characters. He just wants to make Taika Waititi movies. Go make Taika Waititi movies, not with four anymore, okay? Sorry, I've got to say it. Um, and then finally, I just want them to not try and stick... The problem's not solved through multiverse. Like, I've got to say that as well. If you just go, fuck it, I'm bringing back Robert Downey Jr. and it's not a compelling reason to give a shit, then it's just going to be a cash grab. So... My answer is, I want to see a coherent narrative. I want it to be one narrative. I don't... Like, The Eternals launched four different franchises. <laughs> I don't want to see Harry Styles in a fucking Marvel movie, man. Like, I don't want to see fucking Jon Snow from Game of Thrones, like, launch a new fucking franchise you've never heard of, right? Like, I just want them to stick with the formula, which was do a really good film, Maybe one post-credit scene that leads towards the big narrative across the the thing. That's all I want to see. What a, and well, X Men? This is it, right? So all I kind of want from Marvel now is do a a wrap up of where we are. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. like Loki two is kind of that season two. It's like you could tell that Kevin Feige sat down and went, "We're probably not going to have Jonathan Mayer's going forward, so we need to fucking find a potential way of getting rid of him, and we want to just kind of wrap off what we've done." And just not start a flank slate because we don't want to do that. We're doing that at the end of Secret Wars, which is we know is coming. So that's uh, that will make more sense when you watch that finale. What the fuck is Secret Wars? Oh, Secret Wars is in their roadmap of their final uh, Avengers movie. So there's two Avengers movies in the work, The Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. Also, the timelines were so aggressive. We were talking two Avengers movies in the next four years. That's not happening now because of strikes and Bob Iger's come in and gone, nope, fucking slash it. So, yeah, I just want it to be less and more concise. Can we just come, like, right. So Thanos was a really good bad guy, right? Yep. Kang, whilst a decent bad guy, problematic. Yeah? Yes. Just <laughs> he's been throw, dropped now, by the way. If you're not aware away. of that, he has been, he's been officially dropped from Marvel. Good. Right. Let me ask you, who is... The big bad Marvel doom. bad guy. Thank you. It's Doctor Motherfucking Doom. Okay, just focus on fucking X Men and Fantastic Four, yeah. and that's all you need, my friends. You don't need anyone else. You can maybe bring in the odd Star Lord or something for a nice, wonderful crossover. But just now, do what, this. what I want them to do is a Fantastic Four and an X Men movie where that is the focus for the next five or six years, and then. If you are going to bring back the OGs in a Secret Wars style, do OGs versus these new X-Men we've come to know and love and this new Fantastic Four we've come to love, and then you are fucking conflicted. You actually give a shit. She's like, oh, man, but, like, it's, it's Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> like, I've got to want my fucking guy on OG to win against his... Yeah, that's, like, make us care. And I think that's the biggest difference, right? We talked about a fucking mm. raccoon that made us cry. I can't see any character since Endgame, that makes me want to fucking cry. But they managed to make it with a fucking talking tree and a raccoon, right? So, yeah, it's they've got a lot to do. And I, I hope they do it. I think they will do. I think Kevin Feige, under the new focus, under Bob Iger again, has been fucking can as many TV shows as possible. Do the cartoons, don't give a shit about that. But focus on movies, two or three a year max. And I think they will get it right. When is Deadpool 3 out? Uh, June of next oh, year. Ages away. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. And I again, this is where like I've got no hope for Deadpool 3, not in a bad way, but like how I thought about Quantum Mania, I don't want to have that level of expectation with Deadpool 3. I don't expect Come that to on. save the MCU. I want it to be funny as fuck and I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm not hoping it saves the MCU. I think you were the only one that was thinking Ant-Man and whatever was going <laughs> to... I probably was. I probably was, absolutely. But also, Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R, right? So, like, it ain't going to make a billion dollars because Deadpool rated R movies don't make a billion MCU? dollars. Sorry? Is Deadpool actually part of the MCU? He will be in Deadpool 3. Yeah. Uh-huh. So... Uh, I my hypothesis is that the time that you know the end of Deadpool two where he goes time traveling. Um, I, my hypothesis, I got no evidence on this, is that the TVA is going to discover Deadpool and they're going to hunt him down, and then he's going to steal one of their things and start fucking around, and then decides he's going to kidnap people from the X Men universe, and that's how we're going to get like Wolverine and stuff. No, no knowledge or anything, so no potential spoiler there. But that's what I think they're going to do, and I think. There's also a MC. There's a Marvel comic storyline. I've never read it, but Mikey might have called Deadpool kills the Marvel. Yeah, universe. I read that a couple. I read that about six months ago. I reckon Deadpool three is basically that comic book line, like him just basically accidentally <laughs> killing it's, franchises you've no, known and loved. So he'll kill no, Daredevil with Ben Affleck in and stuff no, like that. None of these things in the comic book are accidental. He goes on a murderous rampage, which is grisly oh, really? as fuck. It's all purposeful all right. and it's horrendous. I encourage you to read it because it's bizarre. I, I do want to read it, but I, like, I didn't... Like, I, the other thing is I read Civil War just before I watched Captain America Civil War. I was like, actually, they're nothing alike. It's no, just the not. title that's been taken from it. Um, so, yeah, it's probably going to be one of those sort of scenarios. But I think it's going to be lots of inspiration from that comic book. Um, I think it'll be a lot from that. So, cool. gentlemen, we're... We are nearly at two hours, and Miles, I know you want to look forward to 2024. Maybe we should do that the next pod, uh, and hopefully we'll drop that early in the new year for folks. But this is probably the last pod of the year, so thank you so much. If you've stuck with us and clicked that follow or subscribe button, we love you for it. God bless you. We'll give you a wet kiss when we meet you in person. That sounded like a threat. Um, But more importantly, uh, we're going to be producing more content. Uh, I forgot to say one of my favourite gaming moments of the year was the Boko content that you all produced on this pod. I thought it was excellent. Everyone brought their A-game. It was fucking beautiful. Um, We're going to do more of that shit in the new year, I'm sure. I'm looking forward to 2024, of course, but we'll talk about that in the pod. I want to thank, first of all, our producer, the man in the chair, the person who's not edited this to make me sound like an idiot at all, John Moles. (laughs) Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, a man who legitimately has completed every video game under the sun. A man who has every platinum under the sun with his gun, because it rhymes. Alex Hemming. Happy New Year to you and Merry Christmas. And about four years ago, I was in a studio in London where I invited Mikey to come sit on it and watch uh, and just help me while I was hosting a couple of film journos and we were talking about films afterwards down the pub. And we had this idea of just talking about video games as a podcast. Brother, it has been a journey we are over 70 episodes in on this pod, and it's been a fucking privilege. Thank you so much. 70 episodes, seven listeners. Yeah? Thank you very much, everyone. And it's been a pleasure. I look forward to, to talking to our vast audience in 2024. <laughs> we should invite them all round for tea. Um, um, so there's, there's more than that. We get loads of streams and stuff. But yes, 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 yes. It's not about... It's not, it's, it's, it's a, it's about for every life you save, hey? Not for everyone you lose. <laughs> so, on that note, if you like that, please click that subscribe button because although we get lots of streams, not many subscribers, so please give us the subscribes. Speak to you soon. It's been a pleasure to serve you.